Hey guys, welcome to episode 150 of the Ryan is Super Strong podcast. If you are a new listener to this show, I just want to say hey, you know, and if you enjoy this episode, I hope that you'll go back in the archive and check out all 149 other episodes. Dang, that's a lot of episodes, you know? Um, when I booked this guest uh, a long time ago now, I didn't even know that he would be episode number 150, but what a great guest to have. This is the wonderful Kyle Crane. We don't even talk about the fact that it's episode 150 during the show, because like I said, I didn't even know at that point that that's when it would be released. Uh, but what an honor to have this badass guest as my 150th guest. Kyle is a great drummer and composer. Uh, he was the first drummer I saw when I moved to L.A., and you'll hear about that. It was you know, this moment for me it, within the first week of living here when I saw him play and went, oh yeah, here we go. I'm in L.A. now. Badassery is happening around every corner, and I loved it. And uh, that was like nine years ago now. So a long time ago, Kyle is a great dude. Um, we've been friends for a long time, and uh, his album, Crane Like the Bird, which you're going to hear some tracks from, came out several weeks ago, and I bought it several weeks before I even booked him on this show, and I listened to it a few times, and I loved it. Then I had him on the show, and he talks about the recording process, some of, you know the meanings of the tunes, the stories and stuff that gave him the inspirations. And I then went and re-listened to the album, and it's been in my been on my iPhone, you know, playing in my car several times a week now as I'm driving around. Uh, I love it, and in uh, he, hearing him explain some of the processes and the inspirations behind it, really, really opened up my mind, and it made me fall in love with some of these tracks. And so I just wanted to mention that before you start, because that's kind of my favorite part of the show. Um, I love music in general and checking out my friends' work, but then I get to hear about what inspired them to do it and their thought process behind it, and often it opens up my whole brain and the way that I think about the tracks, and then it just really excites me. So I hope that if you are either new to this episode or old, to, to, or, or new to this podcast or, or old to this podcast, that you will listen to the explanations and then listen to the whole tracks. Don't you dare fast forward. You know what I mean? Don't you dare do that. Okay. You're here to listen to this badass music, so I hope you do. I hope you let yourself relax and sit back and enjoy, because uh, Kyle in this in this album, Crane Like the Bird, he has really set set forth some like really good, I mean, just amazing sound palettes and crazy experiences for you that I think you're really gonna enjoy if you let yourself go down the rabbit hole in that way. Anyway, uh, this is one uh, 150th episode. This is 150th episode. <laughs> I'm not that good at talking, but it is true. It is 150th episode, and I think that you're going to love it. Uh, Kyle is such a great dude. He's he, uh, he just is very uniquely his own person, and I love that about him. So we're, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear his music, and um, that's really all I have to say. Oh, if you want to see me play this week, I am playing. I'm, I'm in the middle of an opera contract with the Pacific Opera Project, which you've heard about on this show before. Uh, but this week I'm playing with them um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, uh, the Mikado uh, at the Highland Park E-Bell Club. So I'm playing there three nights this week, and I'm doing some private events with Zach Churchill, past guest. So, you know, if you want to come see opera, you know, go online and get tickets to the Pacific Opera Project's pr uh, production of the Mikado. It's very fun, um, very comedic. It's a Gilbert and Sullivan opera, so it's very funny and fun. Um, I just dropped a pen that I was twirling, and it hit my dog, Rupert. I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> Gave him a little scratch, an apology. Uh, anyway, that's all for now. I want, you know, I've already talked too long, but that's because I wanted to just give a special shout out because it's episode 150, and I really appreciate you guys all listening, including we hit the charts in Austria last week. What the heck? We were ranked number 18 in the comedy podcast in Austria, which is really which is really crazy and cool. So I, I'm pumped up about that. If you're in Austria and you're a new fan of this show, hey, 
you know, hey, I love you. I love you so much. <laughs> Anyways, let's get to this damn show, okay? Enough of me talking. Now let's uh, hear me talking to someone else. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, if you are hot, I hope you have a cool drink. If you have a pup next to you like I do, give, it, give that puppy a little scratch. Get yourself a nice uh, beverage or whatever you need. I already said that, but hot or cold. You know I'm a beverage man by now, and I care about that. I care about your mental health. I want you to be comfortable because the thing that I need you to do now Sit back, relax, and enjoy the freaking show! Welcome to the Ryan is Super Strong Podcast. This is Ryan Knudsen and I am, you guessed it, super strong. Today's strength level is the whooping crane. Now, the whooping crane is one of our world's, you know, longest living uh, species of crane, a bird. Uh, birds are strong, you know, birds, the, and the crane is a bird that almost looks prehistoric, but is one of the most beautiful and majestic birds around today. The whooping crane is an endangered species and is one of the only two species of crane located on North America. And the reason I'm thinking about cranes today is because I have a man, not a crane, but he is a crane <laughs> because that's his family name. This man is a drummer, a composer, a, a touring artist, a gentleman, a bike rider. <laughs> Easy on the eyes. This is the wonderful <laughs> Kyle Crane. <laughs> How's it going? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming, dude. Do you know anything about cranes, the birds? Um, I th I've read some things about them. Yeah. I've Does it seem like I know a lot about them right more now? More than than I remember. <laughs> I should know more about it. I just I just did a little bit of reading this morning on cranes, and as I wanted to find out there what they've been. And they've been around like a long symbolically, time. you know, and like other cultures and stuff, and. And I wanted to, you know, I thought the strength level would be good to be a crane because they are a long-living species and and they are strong. Any, I mean, birds in general are, I think. Yeah, I could have gone with uh, crane like the machinery. I thought if so too. I was too. Like, really jacked. Right. Yeah. If you were but just I'm a little bit more hydraulic in your movements. Yeah. But I thought I have like you're the more, same but you're more elegant like a like a bird than you are like a piece of machinery. That's well, why. my legs are the same thickness of, as as a, crane. a crane's. Yeah. So yeah, so if you this isn't a visual medium, so I can see it, um, but the listeners just have to take our. It's word embarrassing for it. when I wear shorts, and you do they're stand so, on one leg most of the time because people think there's something wrong with <laughs> something wrong with your they're legs. So, they're so they're your so legs skinny. look fine. You have skinny legs. That's true. Yeah, yeah. they are skinny legs, but they're not. But they're not. I would never think anything is wrong. Well, people are like, you know, especially older people. Are, they're like, are you eating well? Right. Oh yeah. When my grandma's a, yeah. like, "You aren't eating it. You're not eating meals. enough. Your legs are too skinny." Yeah. You're like, "Well, what foods make my legs bigger?" But they don't. They don't say that in the winter because my legs are completely covered. hidden. Yeah, covered by pants. But then they start getting worried in the in the summertime. Yeah. You let those babies out. They're like, you doing okay, man? Yeah. You're like, you, eat, you eating well or getting what caught up say? in that in that disco <laughs> life? The disco lifestyle. <laughs> That we've all come to love so much. <laughs> Dude, I, so everyone that comes in here, you know, I have lots of questions for. Uh, but I always ask one question at the beginning for everybody. Because the name of the show has my name in it, you know. So when they hear my voice, everyone goes like, oh, yeah, that's that guy. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's where I am. But some people that are listening are going, but who is this Kyle Crane with the skinny leg? You know, mm-hmm. who is that? No, both legs are skinny. Or, oh, sorry. I, I made it seem like you only had one skinny leg. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll ask the listeners forgiveness uh, but what I ask all my guests is just simply hey who are you and what are you doing here you know yeah well how did we we met jamming somewhere right yeah the- I mean the, well, actually when I met you uh, you were you were actually the first drummer that I saw play when I moved to LA in 2011 mm-hmm. I came to the Yamashiro farmer's market up top you know oh yeah and you were playing with Frank Abraham and you were t- like the two first musicians it was like i came i moved in on sunday night and then i came to that on like that thursday night and it was like my first like venture out into town to see some music and and uh, that was right by where i was living so i went up there and you guys were playing and so i met you guys that night just quickly like we didn't like hang out or anything i just met you guys nice and uh and so i so that was when i first met you actually but uh then but then we met on the scene just like yeah go to jam sessions and stuff yeah yeah so that's basically what I do around town is just he's playing in the meat section of a grocery store, <laughs> the jazz trio. Yeah. Or um, you're not lying. You're not. You lying. know, I had a thought literally yesterday. I was at a Valero. Okay. And um, the guy was blasting some like hard bop. Right. Oh, he was sweet. The guy, the cashier. The cashier. Yeah. And was, and I kind of like looked around, like. I wonder if a trio can set up in here. Yeah. And if they would have to approve that with corporate or if this guy, because he was really, yeah, into, it's like he was like waiting for somebody to get their private. change. Yeah. And he was just like, just bobbing his head. Him, just, yeah. He's like a true jazz fan. Yeah. So I was like, maybe I could get a gig in a Valero um, and get gas credit. Oh, that would be sweet. Because gas freaking sucks right now. Yeah. It, all, I mean, it always sucks, but yeah. And I would literally was like kind of looking around. I was like, whoa. Over near the hot dogs, that probably doesn't get too much traffic. You could probably set up a nice little... There's probably like a rush hour for that. You just got to avoid that like 1230 to 230 kind of hot dog necessary. You know, when hot dogs... You're talking about AM? Well, that's what I was just going to say. I guess it could probably be fourth meal. People don't have any judgment. Yeah. Well, you like people aren't thinking outside the bun all the time. They're thinking right inside of us with the hot dog, you know? You know what I mean? (laughs) So you can really guess when they're going to be there for mm-hmm. that. So you could just avoid those times. Or that's the time to be there. Maybe they're so they next to the corn chips. such little judgment that they'll tip us mm-hmm. as well. Ooh, that's probably not going to happen <laughs> from my knowledge of people in this town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but who else are you? Where are you from? And uh, you played drums. We know that. Yeah. Um, well, I moved out to LA from Boston. Right. I was there five years. Before that. I was all over the place. I lived in um, Eureka for a while. That's what a lot, you know, Humboldt County. Right, right, right. So that's what a lot of this album is about is my time there. Okay, cool. Um, And yeah, just moved around a bunch. But uh, I kind of identify most with uh, Northern California. Okay, cool. Yeah, I have uh, a lot of friends that went to like Humboldt State. I went to I went there for the Afro Cuban camp. Oh, so, nice. Like you know, like in 2010. Yeah. And so that I made a bunch of friends in Humboldt because of that, and a lot of people, that, you know, badass mm-hmm. drummers come into that school. So, I like that whole area. My mom went to that school. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I like it up there. It's very relaxing, and the, and the whole town smells of weed. Yeah, but <laughs> there's a huge <laughs> gully behind my place. Right, right. With like a creek and. 
my mom's like, well, you guys aren't allowed to go past that truck. There's like a rusty truck at the bottom of the creek bed gully. Kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. And one day, me and my friends are like, let's go past the truck. Yeah, we'll check it out. And we went out there, and it was like just creepy, like, diddler dudes in the woods growing weed <laughs> i just assume they're diddlers right yeah well they probably are. i mean yeah if they're well, when you're a kid and your mom's well. like don't go over there you gotta go check it out yeah yeah it goes every against it goes against everything in your body to not go past the truck at that yeah point. and it was it was all swamp, How old were you? swampy and weird and i was in i was there fourth fifth and oh sixth yeah. grade yeah that's prime disobeying parents yeah. time and we found like bag of cocaine Ooh. i found like needles uh-huh in my neighborhood all the time and right i would ask this kid in my class i was like do you do heroin uh-huh he's like no my dad and my uh stepdad do like nonchalantly because <laughs> it was all like outside his place <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. it's all these needles yeah we're giving a bad taste of what uh of what uh humboldt county is like i mean that's pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much it that's it though yeah what what did you, what's the protocol when you find a bunch of needles when you're a kid? You tell don't step on them. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> a little a little bad joke. Uh, but uh, you, do you tell somebody or do you, you don't pick them out, right? No, I just keep walking. Yeah, yeah. I found all sorts of weird things. I found this um weird like spoon thingy people use, I guess, for cocaine. Right. And I was I kept it because I thought it was a cool. Little spoon, pocket like knife. Spoon. And, oh, okay. And my aunt was like, <gasps> like, uh-huh. f- flipped out when she saw it. And she, she thought like, that you were dirty, doing it? dirty. This is dirty. And I was <laughs> like, it's not dirty. It's like, yeah. I didn't get it. I just, and it took me a while to figure out like what was going on. Yeah, but yeah. that was in the Kinko's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and people, you know, Kinko's. I still call. Do you still call FedEx Kinko's? Is the same company. Well, because we, Kinko's was Kinko's author at high school and into college, and then FedEx like merged with it, and so it was FedEx Kinko's mm. for a long time. And then at some point in the you know early aughts <laughs> or mid to late aughts, uh, they removed that Kinko's part and just became FedEx. Mm. Now. now it's all FedEx office print centers and stuff. I went to a FedEx like a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and they're like, you know, you could go across the street to. Uh, there's a post office in the um, office depot. It's like way cheaper. I was like, they told right. you that at yeah. FedEx. <laughs> they lost, and That's I was awesome. like going to ship a bunch of stuff. I was shipping out records. Yeah. And uh, it was awkward because that that same office depot. Mm-hmm. One time I bought something, and then I had to go use the bathroom, and then I walked out of the store after Without I bought thing. it. Uh huh. But the people were like, "Stop! Oh. Stop right there! Stop!" Yeah. I was like, oh, I just I already paid for this, and I just kind of kept walking, and then we kind of got on my bike, and this guy comes running out, and he's like, stop, he didn't pay for that, he didn't pay for that, and I was like, the, go ask the guy. The, yeah, did you have literally a just, Yeah, and um, they're like, stop that man, stop him, because there's a Starbucks right next to it, right, with a, like a security guy. Yeah, and he's like, I can't let you go, and I was like, I. I gotta go. Like I, yeah, I gotta get out. I of mean, here. just ask the guy right there inside. He just sold it to me, and they grabbed my bike. Like when I went to get on my bike, they grabbed it. What the? And heck? I like grabbed the guy's arm and like pushed it off my bike. Yeah. And I, 
was it was kind of fun because I was like, you felt like I you knew were, like, I was innocent. Them, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so I got to be kind of like a you you kind of did shoplift or something. Yeah, uh, like yeah a shoplifter. Like, or, yeah, burglar. That's I got better. the thrill of being a burglar, but I didn't do anything wrong. Exactly. Yeah, and they right were as wrong. yeah, right as I uh, was going around the corner of the Starbucks, the guy this guy goes, "Oh man, I steal shit from that place all the time." <laughs> He's like, "You good?" <laughs> like, so I think it's a real problem. Yeah, so they are just constantly getting stuff stolen from yeah. them. Yeah. That sounds about right. So I had to kind of go face this. I don't know. Like, they were all in there. Yeah. They, they probably remember. If I remember them, they probably remember me as like the. At this point. There's yeah. a picture of you. Yeah, it's probably on the wall. Yeah. Most wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the one that got There's away. an iPhone charger, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, those but, are anything like that, too. People are just always gripping, oh, yeah. I think, out of those places. That's yeah. why I went to Target yesterday to get a new, um, they call it a dongle, you know, for your headphones. Oh, so embarrassing. I know. It's, it's like, why does it have to be called that? It's embarrassing when you leave it in uh-huh. and people just see it. On right. It. It's, just, it's just a weird look. Yeah. It looks kind of. It's like somebody didn't cut your umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. You, you still just, have it. You leave it. There are pe- there's people who do that, right? Keep their umbilical cords? Yeah. I don't think they can because it's because they dry off and fall off. Dry up and fall off. There's not some kind of uh, way to keep it keep it moist. moist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a that's a lifetime endeavor of like lotioning. Because <laughs> it's fed. You know, I don't think that would work. I don't. I would have to Google that. And see if anybody actually does it. But I'm not sure I want to Google it, though. Because the things we see might never be unseen. <laughs> True. <laughs> well, let's think about this for a moment. And on that note, while while the listener is now thinking about a nice lotioned umbilical cord on like a 50-year-old man, <laughs> I think the perfect thing to do before we get into further questioning, uh, where I'm going to question you and grill you on a lot of different issues, <laughs> um, is to play some music from your new album. Does that sound good? Yeah. Um, the new, uh, the new album is called Crane Like a Bird. Like the bird. Like the bird. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> like Sorry. a bird. <laughs> crane, crane like a machinery. Uh, yes. Crane like the bird. And, um, it came out a couple weeks ago, right? Came out on vinyl a couple weeks ago. Oh, it's, that's it's, right. It was yeah. The vinyl it's been out, right. um, digitally for a minute now. Okay, cool. So. And then, uh, we're going to play the tune, The Painter. You want to talk yeah. about that tune at all? Yeah. So this, um, this one's about my mom. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a painter. She does graphic design now, but it's kind of uh, parents set aside their their passion and raise their kids. Yeah, yeah. So it's um basically just pointing out that um you know parents are painting you know they're shaping their children's lives, um and that's just like a grand painting in itself. Yeah. So. And there's sacrifices that come along with that where they have to set aside whatever they're doing. You know, if you're a musician and you have some kids, you know, you're probably not going to spend as much time writing and playing music. But, um, you know, you're contributing to the world that's your kids, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A much bigger way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what this one's about. That's awesome. Yeah. And you had mentioned this is the last track on the album. Yeah. And so I'm happy that we're starting at the we're starting. This is what we're starting with. Yeah. We're like, let's hit them with the end of the album. Totally. You know? And it's um, lead vocals as M Ward, who's a uh, one of my favorite artists that I've been lucky to tour with. Yeah. And um, the ending is uh, 
me, Matt, or M. Ward, his name's Matt. Um, Matt, Avi Buffalo, mm -hmm. Johnny Hansen, and yeah, that's it. Like the gang awesome. vocals at the end. Cool. Yeah, it's all of us. Very cool. So. All right. Well, here we go. Then here is the painter. She sold the house for us with a speckle old filbert brush. Her canvas is spanned with of love. She's a velvet hand in a velvet glove.
I just wanted to kind of hear that as we kind of move back into the the interview, you know. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we did look up pictures of the of the people with umbilical cords. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We refused. Yeah, we did talk about it a little bit more. Yeah, this we decided there's somebody out there who probably has one. Yeah, because they felt it's weird to just get rid of part of your body like that. Yeah, for the parents, kind of old their parents. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's important that that beautiful uh, story and to- and t- uh, topic about your mom and all this stuff is kind of bookended with this kind of horrible imagery. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it fits. It fits, right? <laughs> the umbilical cord. Yeah, it sure does fit you. At one point. <laughs> Dude, you know we got talking about valeros and we we're talking about different sections of the valero where you could play jazz, and it mm-hmm. made me think about corn chips, you know, mm-hmm. and. I was wondering how many flavors... You know how there's a million flavors of corn chip? So many brands. They all have different flavors. They have different shapes. How many flavors should there be of Wait, corn chip? corn chips? Yeah. That's different than corn nuts. That is... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Those are different. Like Corn chips are like what you dip in salsa. Corn nut. Oh. Delicious little corn snack. How many... I don't I mean... Because there's so many flavors. I don't even... I can't even count them, really. And we could try, but we don't know all the options. I like the, was it Pocky? Taki, T A K I. Uh, no, no, it's P A. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a well. There's one brand that I tend to that you like or you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Does it have a flavor? Or is it just straight up corn, like a Frito? It's Toasty like though. a it's like um luxury Cool Ranch Ooh. flavoring, but it's oh, all like. Real ingredients. Oh, okay. Is okay. it P A Q U E? I don't know it. I don't know that no. at all. Where do you buy it? I don't like Trader Joe's. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, probably so. So is that so? Maybe you just need one. I mean, it's there's so many bad chips out there. Yeah, that's true. Um, chips that just kind of. I kind of just look at the back and see and make Aside sure from I, that point. make sure that everything's a real real ingredient. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why? Sounds like you have. Uh no no I don't well that's the thing I was, you know I it's just I don't really have a good I don't know what the number should be I mean I feel like you need one original just kind of corn chip that you can dip in whatever dip you want because then it's a vessel you know mm-hmm. but then it's like after that well, if you, you don't have any need? dips you're gonna need a little something next yeah that's why that nacho cheese Doritos you know that kind of thing or do you get a taki with the spicy spicy stuff on there. Um, you know, do you like do you like heat? Are you a heat seeker? Do you um, like it when I've your never mouth tried Taki, but I've kind of wrote it off mm-hmm. because I standing in line at Six Flags is like, yeah, to see the ads for it. And oh yeah, you go to Justin Six Flags. Everyone, do you have a season pass to that? Are you used to? to. Oh, yeah, because because I, I, I remember there was a there was a t- there was a there was a few months I remember where you were posting on Facebook like, hey, I want to go to Six Flags. Anybody want to go with me? And like, I, I wanted to go. Yeah. And I'd see those posts and I'd go, I want to do that, but I never could go the days that you posted it. Yeah. So if you, maybe you didn't know that about me, but I noticed it and I went, I want to go, Kyle, to the Six Flags. But then I couldn't do it. Yeah. So well, that's kind of something that, I went through thought. in my life privately. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. <laughs> it is better late than never, you know. Um, how do you, you talked about some of the people that were on the album. How do like these days, you know, I think bands are happening less and less, like, you know, like a, the, the, the tried and true band and mm-hmm. everyone's using all kinds of different people. And there's a bunch of different people on your album, right? Mm-hmm. How do you decide who you're going to record these days? You know, 
Um, What's the decision process like? Well, it's basically just all my favorite singers. Yeah. Just start there and build around. It's it. kind of a short list. Like, I mean, I know, I personally know a ton of incredible singers who are technically great and sound, but um, yeah, I just kind of started with the people who I have some emotional attachment to their music from okay. because I've already been a fan. Yeah, yeah. So I have life experiences associated with, you know, like M. Ward. I listened to that mm-hmm. right when I got to college and um, same with the Shins and all these different groups. So I have these deep connections to their voices. Yeah. You know? So how did you contact these people? I mean, like, were you friends with them through the scene and stuff like that? Or, or, or did you so ca- Matt, hit them up for the the album? Yeah, well, kind of bumped into people. Like Matt, I was in... Um, Arus Denmark with playing with Daniel Lanois. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. And then Matt was playing. This M, M Ward is Matt. Right, so right. If there's any confusion. Um. And uh, he played. Dan joined him on pedal steel. Right. And I was kind of like sitting on the side of stage, like, "Let me in, coach." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like this, and it was like Bob Dylan's bass player. Yeah. But like guy there's a multi-instrumentalist in denmark that kind of put on the thing okay and he's like oh we're going for more of a stripped down thing you know no drums but they had everything fleshed out minus the drums right yeah so i was just like it was just bittersweet i was like on the side of the stage watching (laughs) this go down knowing the drum parts i like that kind of stripped down (laughs) just meaning we're just cutting everything (laughs) but the drums yeah yeah and like uh, Lanwa took me to the rehearsal. He's like, "Let me see if I can get you in there." Yeah. He's like, "I got a perfectly good drummer here, uh, <laughs> who's totally available." And the guy's like, "Uh, yeah, we're doing more. You know, it's 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 gonna be yeah stripped." And he's like, "All right, kid, get out of here. Yeah, go ahead. You're like, oh, go have fun." He's like, "I tried." Yeah. <laughs> I tried. Yeah, like I went. I literally like showed up to this rehearsal for Dan to try and like it. Right. I'm a fan of. And Ward and of course, like, yeah. So anyway, that didn't happen, but I got to hang a little bit. Yeah, met the guys. Yeah, met Matt, and then mentioned that I was gonna make this record, and I think I'd recorded the song already. Yeah. And then he gave me his email, and then when it, when it was time for the first person to do vocals was Connor Oberst. Okay. And I waited till I had a good mix of that so that mm-hmm. i could send something that you're proud to of matt and be like yeah. this is a finished song here's a song that yeah. i'd love you to sing on yeah um so then yeah he did you do all the producing and stuff yourself basically yeah 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 that's kick-ass man so i he's like yeah i'd be happy to and i got some songs that love you to play on so it was a win-win for me oh right yeah yeah and then so i went up to portland and we just had a a day booked. We did a couple of his songs. Yeah. Uh, and then the one, my tune for the record. And then, um, and then he, a couple months later asked me to start touring with him. So it was that's like, that's great. Yeah. It was a cool thing that came out of it. Yeah. That's Just awesome. Off of that one session where, where Dan couldn't get you in on the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the stripped down version or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a lot came from it, which is badass. Mm-hmm. No, that's great. So it's just sounds like the decision process is kind of like serendipitous. It's like, oh, and it's organic in a way. Like, yeah, they, who, who, who you run into and bump into in your life and who, who would be good for each thing. Yeah. 
That's awesome. How long did this album take you to, to create? So from the first thing that I recorded, it was like three year yeah. process. But um, I have like a whole nother record that was mostly f- tracked um, mm-hmm. minus the lead vocals that I'm okay. working on now. Nice. That happened within that three years too. Cool. And I was on tour. The engineer was on tour, Chris Sorum, mm-hmm. um, who mixed it. Nice. And all the singers were on tour. So there'd be like chunks of time where it's like, oh, it's going to be f- four months till we could get in the studio because all the schedules. Yeah. But it was uh, over the span of three years. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I was going to ask you about Terry Hatcher. Oh, Terry Hatcher. You you know Terry Hatcher. Yeah. <laughs> you've, had a, you've had a situation with her before. Yeah. Um, that's the only other interview I've seen uh, <laughs> that I've seen you do um, until now, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm watching you right now mm-hmm. uh, in this interview situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you how did how did that come about? She has a, a little YouTube series called Van Therapy, I believe. Yeah, I was... My I was swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a pool in Arts District, and then there's this Urban Radish where I right. eat a lot because I play there. And, yeah. Um, just got. I was either going to the pool or coming from the pool, and I saw this green, uh, old van. Yeah. VW. Van parked, and I kind of just the door was open. I just popped my head in cause it looked pretty cool. Right. Yeah. And Terry Hatcher was sitting in there and you're like, Ooh, yeah. And I was, I Did was kind of give you a start. Like, Oh, maybe well, I, I was already in there. Kind of about to ask about the, about, van. the ca- about the car. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so then I just immediately started talking to her about the van before I even, I was like, Oh, this is Terry Hatcher. Asking right. Right. Like, yeah. We're just talking lowest line. I had just got a, my truck's like a 1970 Chevy. Right. And I just spent a lot of time um, looking at like those old car yeah, websites. Yeah. Like, there's one a place in Grand Rapids that has all, and so you kind of just end up going down the rabbit hole looking at old. Yeah. So I'm just like old specs. Chatting with yeah, chatting with her about the van. Yeah, and she knew about it. It wasn't just like a piece that would be um, brought in. I don't know if she knows what's under the hood. Maybe she right, does. Right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she told me all about it, and then she's like, my. She's like, I actually am filming something in here, and my crew is on their lunch break. Mm-hmm. But do you want to be on the show when they get done? I was like, sure. And um, <laughs> <That's so awesome. laughs> I'm in my swimming trunks and yeah. just like, yeah, you know, kicking it. Yeah. And so then she, yeah, and it's 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 a very it's a very very silly interview, and I lo- I like it very much. She really wanted me to, so they don't show this, but. Everybody who's on that show, they spin this wheel. Uh huh. Maybe they show it in some episodes, but they spin the you spin the wheel and it lands on a topic. Okay. So first thing it landed on was um. Sex. Mm-hmm. I was like, eh. I think this is something that, like, maybe my grandma would P- potentially s- view. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. Can I spin it again? Uh huh. And then it landed on. She's fr- like, no. <laughs> it landed landed on like your biggest sexual fantasy. Uh huh. Wow. Just all yeah. Just all sex stuff. She really was. Yeah. yeah. Wanted to talk about sex. Yeah. Sex yeah. sells, as they say. Yeah. And then I, I was like, yeah. And I spun Waited it. Wheel. Spun it again. And then it landed on relationships. I'm like. Oh. And then um. 
So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll do this one. Yeah. And I just told her about how I hadn't been in a relationship because I, I had like super long eyebrow hair that right. repulsed women. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was uh, basically the whole interview was about this yeah. eyebrow hair. Right. And, and also like growing it competitively and stuff yeah. as well. I really liked it. And people should nice. check it out. Yeah. And people think that I made that up. Uh-huh. But people who n- know me since when I moved to LA uh-huh. saw it at its longest length. At, at its longest length. Yeah. yeah. And you're holding your finger about a foot away from your eyeball <laughs> right now. <laughs> and there's, I mean, there's probably a good hundred people who saw it because I was at USC right. at the jazz studies thing. So whoever would have been looking at you at that whoever point. Whoever knew me as coming in they saw, saw it. it. Yeah. So they could confirm it. Right. My old phone that I was taking pictures of it with, a little block phone or whatever. Right, exactly. Yeah. Since early perished. Mm-hmm. So you've lost I the wish photo I had, proof. Yeah. But I feel that same there's a lot of things I have photo proof of that were on my old like Samsung little like crappy flip phone thing, you know? And who knows where that you know that yeah. even is now. I, I no finding that. Yeah. It's not to, you gotta really take a close up photo of it because of the white hair as right. well. Exactly. So it's even hard to see. Yeah. So it's not like I could look up some. Did you ever think about dyeing it? So like a like a, a or like a bright orange or something like that, so people could really see it. I think that would have made the situation worse. You didn't really want people look like you didn't want people to see it necessarily. Well, I didn't want to make it brittle because then it could fall off. So oh, that's I, I and that's true. If you, if you dyed it, it would have definitely. I did, the I didn't want to jeopardize the integrity of the hair. Okay, well that's that means a lot to me that you care that much about that. Um, it shows a lot about who you are as a person. Yeah, are, I mean, I looked into getting it insured. Uh-huh. But it was too dangerous? It was, They just, I don't know, they didn't know how to deal with me. It was, a, it was a, I mean, you know, athletes get their limbs insured, right? Yeah, and uh, J-Lo and had her butt. Surgeons get their hands. She had her butt insured? Uh-huh. That's, I, I mean, that's what I heard in high school. Is there something in there that could potentially explode, like a silicon? Well, I think it's more about an injury or a potential silicone? stabbing. Or silicone? Because S- Silicon Valley. I think it's Silicon Valley. But there's probably a valley where... like. But you put the silicone valley, in your... The valley in boobs. LA is like Silicon Valley. Oh, that's true. If you pro- think about yeah. it. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Because of all so the silicone. So I get it silicone. confused. Chats, Chatsworth is probably Silicon Valley. Oh, yeah. It makes sense. And then, like, if they had a s- snow cone store, it'd be Silicone. <laughs> Something out of that. What else? No. <laughs> well, are, speaking of snow cones and stuff, popsicles are good, right? You think so or not? Mm. I'm going to just tell you what I believe. I don't like sicky sweet things. Okay. That That make you sicky sweet have to drink a ton of water not Na- what about a natural like a fruit pop out of those mexican you know little carts popsicle carts and stuff you that's ever natural that? yeah they have those fruit oh pops you mean like stuff. a real you can have the fruit you can yeah, they have chunks of fruit in it and stuff it's yeah, all that's, fruity that's you cool. like that it's super sure. hot right now um and your episode's coming out in august too so it'll probably be even hotter okay and i mean it's like it's good to have a popsicle in the hot right do you have some here? I do. Uh-huh. Okay. And they're all fruit. 
yeah, I'll try one and then let you know what what I think. Okay, about it. we can do that later. But I'm more of like a. How do you like cool down? Orange, orange creamsicle. Oh, is a little easier on the tongue. Really? That's I feel like, like that's even sweeter or something. than a, I thought that's even because lime the, or lemonade. Creamsicle has the ice cream in the middle, right? Yeah, but yeah, it's delicious. I had one of those recently, so and you liked it. Yeah, and you did you feel like you cooled off a little bit? You got to drink water off those things. It's not even right. I know. Yeah, that's most drinks where you have to drink water afterwards. After it. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of. You just want to do like one lemonade. Thing. You have that weird film. Oh in your, yeah, yeah, back yeah. Of your throat for like two weeks. Right, and then you have to drink a water after it. Yeah, I get it. Um, do you like wearing ties? I don't think I've ever seen you in a tie. But I imagine you I have don't. to wear them sometimes. I don't. I think they're. Uh, they don't have a purpose. Right. It's what, like what's w- it? Do- what's it doing? Was it supposed? I read somewhere this could be completely wrong, but it was to identify as a Christian or something. Oh, I don't know. I've I've never heard that before. Like it was just totally. That could be like I'm sure that's wrong. Well, sashes and ties and kerchiefs and stuff have mm-hmm. been. I'm sure they've been used as that kind of thing in the past. Because there really is. I mean, a hat blocks the sun. Right. A scarf keeps you warm. Right. Tie. It's like well, I got. I have buttons it? for everything that you're doing already, you know. Yeah. Why the buttons on my on the top of my neck keep the button or keep the t- the shirt together. I'm not into um, useless clothes. Like I think underwear is just a scam to get people to buy more fabric. Fabric. Big fabric. I don't wear underwear when I when I go on tour. Uh huh. I have like two pairs of pants. Okay. Shorts. Four days of, sh- of shirts. Four okay. days of socks. Yeah. You, there's laundry at all the venues. Yeah. I'm going to bring some... There's laundry under- at all the venues? Where are you laundry- playing? Pretty much there's a, there's a laundry machine at these places. They got to like... Oh, because of like... Because of... Uh- you know, like napkins and stuff, you mean? Like and cause the stuff that they're washing? Table yeah, or they just are set up for... To do laundry? Yeah, or they probably have like table cloths for yeah jam- so, yeah that's just, that's true i didn't think about that so the rather than carry around a bunch of dirty underwear yeah never bring underwear and you just do wash while you're doing the show every four yeah every like four days you do your laundry yeah and every every all the other people in the band have these disgusting Box, dirty underwear uh, shart stained um Whitey tidies and yeah, you know thongs, brown yeah, strip thongs. Yeah, urine lace soaked lace <laughs> lace teddies. Yeah, down to their socks. Bloody socks. Yeah. Um, and they're carrying this around and, and it's like white tubes right socks next too. to their clean. So you can really clothes. Tell. Yeah, it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. Daniel Lanois throws he gets socks for the yeah. tour uh-huh tour manager picks up socks okay and he wears them one time and leaves them in the hotel room is that true yeah i like that a lot actually yeah i really like that because I, I i love a pair of new socks mm-hmm. so much these right now are new socks it's kind of like the it's the wet bandits or the sticky bandits in home alone where they leave their mark whenever they well, it's both because he changes. It's the wet bandits in Home Alone One, and it's the sticky bandits in Home Alone 
too, I yeah. believe. I believe that's what it was. So what well, isn't that true? If you Didn't leave they your change socks it? in each, or maybe hotel. it's a, maybe it's both in one. Because he's gonna leave gum everywhere, right? I think that's in uh, two. Yeah, if, I can't remember now. If you leave your socks everywhere you go, you're the sock bandit. No, but you're leaving them. You're just the leaving your mark. Steel. You're like, you're I leaving was here. your mark. Okay. There is a guy, um, the lighting guy on the Nico Case tour. Okay. Had a huge bag of teeny babies, like rubber babies right about the size like a couple millimeters big okay and he would glue them everywhere he went all around the world in weird spots so yeah there's all these little rubber babies and a couple couple times you know you you go to the the bathroom and you're just you look over at the sink and there's like a little baby underneath there and it's like oh stan was here yep and he just i like that fun thing he does mark is it's like it's vandalism, so it's really bad, but it's just a little bit, and it's a cute baby, so it's actually pretty cool and good. Yeah, it's so it's, like, it's like right I think on the it's, line. It's, I don't think it's like super glue. Maybe it's like a strong wax or something. It's I I I would I'd be happy if it was gorilla glue. You know, mm-hmm. I wasn't stating like a prejudice against yeah. what he's doing. I was just saying like it's kind of a little bit on the edge, mm-hmm. which is cool, and it's but it's also a cute baby makes it sweet, right, and nice. Yeah. And people love babies. It just makes you smile. It They're makes like, you smile. What is there's a tiny And it's nice baby. to remember that you were youthful and young like a little baby one time. Mm-hmm. So you see that little baby automatically but your start thinking. Cord was exactly. That's what I was going. Brutally cut taken without your from will. You. Yeah. Taken from you before you had your motor skills intact. Yeah. Could make your own choice. Horrible. Um speaking of uh umbilical cords again, why don't we show another <laughs> Another track. Another track. I think we'll just bookend all the tunes all <laughs> with right. talk about vocal chords and stuff. <laughs> it seems to make sense. I mean, it really fits the album themes and things oh, yeah. as well. So, um, youth and uh, loss. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> the next tune you said you wanted to, to share was Kaleidoscope, correct? Yeah. You want to talk about this tune? Yeah. So this one, um, it's kind of the most involved track on the record um it was uh so sabina from the band brazilian girls okay. was singing yeah and uh brad Meldau is the is featured on the back half on piano yeah and he's okay yeah <laughs> yeah and um yeah basically he did two takes on this and i loved i loved them so much that i was like oh I'm just going to put one after the other and then arrange some stuff nice. around it. You know? <laughs> That's awesome, yeah. Because it's like... You, Too good. That, I, this can't just sit on my laptop. Right. This is the bad one. <laughs> yeah, so it's like... Um, and then I'm just doing this little... These ostinato guitar parts. One of them is a electric guitar not that's not plugged in. And we put this... Uh, I guess pilots have these magnets they put on their throat so that they can communicate to each other. Whoa. Like back in the day, like okay. World War Two. Okay. So it was like, picks up your voice like this, you know. Okay. And you could talk to the guy sitting behind you because it's so loud. Oh. So we put those on the um. So on it's the like a natural guitar. amplification kind of thing? Or it's what? a weird, these weird little round Man. black kind mm-hmm. of magnet thingies. 
that just pick things up. I don't know. Weird. Um, I never heard of that. Chris Sorum, who makes the record, he's always finding like crazy stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. like I I sang through a um, a um, vacuum hose. There's this part, but right before the Brad enters, I'm singing through a vacuum hose, and that's awesome. Has a certain sound. Yeah, but, so just um, really creative methods of recording yeah. and stuff too. Yeah, that's awesome. Dude. So we put these pickup things mm-hmm. uh, on the electric guitar, and and I recorded a part. And then I had this. And then we just mic the room, or mic, or just like close mic. It's that? just picking up the body of the electric. I have okay. a Supro guitar. Yeah. Um, it's like a plastic body. Yeah, yeah. And it almost sounds like an African instrument or something. Cool. And then my other guitar part there is a crappy nylon that has like buzzy strings. Okay. So it sounds kind of like another African instrument or something. And yeah. Then Brad's blowing over top of that. Sweet. And then there's these little um, atmospheric electric guitar things, which is uh, Brian Green. Cool. And the front half, Kurt Rosenwinkel's playing guitar and Capital. I don't know if you remember Capital, the Brazilian guitar player lived here. Um, it's, it rings a bell. I can't remember if he was if he came to the dance club and stuff that I play for or not. I can't Probably. Remember. Yeah, I can't remember. So he's doing um acoustic the front half uh there's uh these kind of pad uh harmonica parts from ross garen mm-hmm. sam gundell's doing these is um uh, his sax in the beginning and then this cool like i don't even want to call it a solo it's like some trippy out sound Sweet flutter thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sax. So there's a ton of people on it. That's awesome. Um, and this is like a nine and a half minute track. Yeah. So for the listener, sit back and relax. Yeah. Know, get and comfy. It's, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, this is like maybe for the Brad fans. Like, yeah. I, like as I was making it, I was like, I don't, I enjoy this enough that I don't care if people think it's long winded. Yeah, whatever, of course. Yeah. I think the people who are um, into Brad or this style will dig it. Well, and most of the yeah. tracks in the album are in that two and a half to three and a half range. Yeah. So it's it's cool to have one that's like stretches out and, and it features all these badasses and it's just cool. It yeah. changes up a lot. Yeah, and yeah. Art Art Yum um is playing cello. That's awesome. Yeah. Um so me me, him, and Brian Green um, all tracked in a room doing some overdubs to, like live together Yeah, on it. Um, Sabina, the the spoken word part in the middle, uh, it's in French. I just am a sucker for like those older songs where there's yeah. spoken word French. Yeah, that's and cool. she has such a cool voice. She can say anything. It sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I had the idea of her reading um, this dream I had. So she kind of wakes up, wakes up from a dream and tells, you know, her lover, whoever she's next to what she just dreamt of, you know? Yeah. That's awesome, man. That sounds awesome. So I I didn't know what that, what she was saying. Yeah. I had no idea. It's, um, I had it. I don't really write down my dreams much unless it's like really trippy kind of 
you know, metaphorical or. Yeah. Yeah. So this dream is, um, I like kind of floated into, uh, somebody's chest, like okay. until I was like kind of, you know, flying around inside this, the heart. Okay. And then I was able to look down like the vessels uh-huh. of their heart and, uh, there were elevator shafts. Okay. And like, I looked down one, it was all, you see the, the floors and it's totally black. And then, um, some light appeared on like way down, like 20 floors down. Yeah. It's kind of spilled into the elevator shaft, but you couldn't really see on that floor. Yeah. So the song's about how we never really know, um, anything about each other. Like we see it's so surface, but yeah. we see even somebody that you're, you know, is your family member or somebody you marry. Right. You, you're never going to see on that floor. All the way down. Way All the deep. way down there yeah. in their heart. And I was like, well, it's kind of a... And it's just one floor. It's just one floor. You Something's see the lights, on. you see the lights spill out. Yeah. And that was just one vessel. Of that one, was one vessel. Yeah. Of this random person's heart, you know, yeah. heart. And all you see is a little bit of light. Yeah. Right. And I really like that. Yeah, it's I woke up yeah. and I was like, "How did I?" When you first start, started describing it, it sounded like an episode of Magic School Bus, you know, where they shrink down and go into the body. Well, they go into that 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 nerdy kid's body. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but at Disney World they had a ride. I think it was called the Human Body. Okay, I don't remember that, but I believe you. My, I went with my family, and the whole there's a video. VHS video of me going, I want to ride the human body. I want to ride the human body. Like right. I was just obsessed with the human. I wanted to go to this thing. And it's one of those ones where you just sit in the chairs, but it right. makes it feel like you're. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And there's at one point there's like a splinter that comes in. It's like, Oh my God, there's a splinter. <laughs> and you're just like floating around and you're like, these are white blood cells. Yeah. Uh, and they're they explain what they do and they give them care. So then maybe that was in my subconscious, but yeah. I was actually shocked that I had a dream that actually made sense and had yeah. a metaphor that like made like a sense. beautiful imagery and metaphor and yeah, and yeah usually like it's like you know you're just like what just happened yeah. like I was have you running. ever had a really really boring dream where you're doing something you might do like eating a bowl of cereal and reading the box or something like that um something very probably boring. yeah I, I had that exact dream one time and when i woke up and remembered it i was like that was just a waste of everyone's time <laughs> <laughs> what was that dream uh, about it made me very frustrated because yeah. normally my dreams are really vivid and crazy i had um my sister i used to yell at her for not washing her hands okay like i would just like yeah it's like she'd go to the bathroom and i'd be like I'd hear like toy flush and I wouldn't hear the sink. I was like, oh, she did it again. Yeah. Damn her. Yeah. And I'd be like, mom, she didn't wash her hands. And she's going to get it on my umbilical cord. I always, <laughs> always brought it up. It's just one of those things like don't eat with your mouth open kind sure. of thing that yep. you just drives manners. And I had this dream that she killed our cat uh-huh. because she touched it. Yeah. With her gross. Yeah. Unwashed bathroom hands. Yeah. And, so those are typically the kind of dreams I have. Well, and this is Kaleidoscope. Ooh. 
Beautiful. Thanks for sharing this music with me, Kyle. <laughs> And all the listeners of the Rhino Super Strong <laughs> podcast, um, you know, I, I you know, we we've been grilling you with questions. It's been intense. I've been sh- we've been showing music, which has been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's time to play some kind of some games. Are you okay. down for that? Sure. Okay. The first game we're gonna play is something everyone loves. It's a segment called the Compliment Corner. The beasts of the forest can be mean and make your day gloomy. To make the world a better place, Ryan welcomes his friends to a magical space called... The Compliment Corner. Hey, Kyle. (laughs) Welcome to the Compliment Corner. Happy to be here. Yeah, it feels different here, doesn't it? I'm in the same spot. Right, but it just feels different. Yeah. Um, we've, you know, we've, we've teleported to a totally different area (laughs) and what's going to happen in the compliment corner is, um, it gives me and my guests a chance to just, you know, forget about how dark and gloomy the world can get sometimes. Not today. It's very bright and sunny and blue skies, but, uh, but I mean more metaphorically, um, you know, and symbolically the, the gloominess of life and the, you know, difficulties of everyday, you know, being a human and all that type of stuff. Uh, it gives us a chance to forget those things and just, Take a moment to practice complimenting one another. It's something that people don't do all the time. Uh, and often when you receive a compliment, you want to deflect it and say, no, no, that's not me. That's some, you know, whatever. So it's nice to just, you know, I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to give you a compliment that I mean. You'll flip it back on me. Give me a compliment that you mean. Okay. We're both going to walk out of here one compliment heavier at the end of the day. Sounds good. Okay. Um, f- here's my compliment for you. I could go so many directions, especially on playing. I mean, you're the first drummer I saw. Uh, in LA and I was just like hell yeah I love it here you know badass musicians is gonna be great um and I've seen you play you know several times in in the years since then I mean like nine years ago so I've seen you play a bunch of times and it's always a pleasure but what I want to comment you on is um is your ability to be you um I've I've every time I've met you uh, I, I feel like, I mean, I, this is everywhere. I, I, I was, I'm always afraid of saying like in a place like LA or something like that, because it's just everywhere now. Everyone's so connected with technology and stuff. I think every, a lot of people like to chameleon themselves to whoever they're around and try mm-hmm. to be, you know, like not that, they not that they want to be that person, but they want to like be responsive to how that person is, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, and so, um, even when I do this show, like if I have someone that I don't know all that well, they'll sometimes I can feel them just trying to be like the, the way that I am or something when I want mm. them to be just themselves, you know? And every time I've met you, you have been very, very solidly you, <laughs> you know? And like you have a dry wit and like a, a, a or like a very like kind of deadpan demeanor about your humor. And you just like, you know, you, I don't know, just something about you is very cool and just very relaxed and just, I feel like you're always being very true to who you are. And I love that. I think it's cool. Thank you. Yeah, man. So well, there's my comment for you, my friend. My compliment for you is, I mean, you're a badass musician, multi-talented, like you play a ton of things really well. And this is awesome. Like I didn't, <laughs> the podcast, all these little... <laughs> It's like, goofy triggers. <laughs> goofy trigger. Yeah. 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 It's another layer of you that's cool to see. <laughs> Thanks, it's like very well done. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. man. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Well, I feel better. Do you feel better? Yeah. All right. Well, that's Can we been... get out of this corner? Let's get out of here. It's been the compliment corner. I think somebody peed in this corner a few times. Well, that's that's been Rupert, actually. Uh, he's okay. He's often here in the corner and he is. <laughs> He's got sometimes a comment corner will last a long time and Rupert has to pee at some point, you know? Yeah. 
So, well, that's been the comment corner. <laughs> the next game we're gonna play is called Green Light, Red Light, Yellow Light. Hey, there ain't no more lights. Green Light. Um, in this game, <laughs> I like that little drum fill at the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit of at the end of, of every song is important in my book. Um, that was the wonderful Annie Knutson, my sister-in-law, uh, on, on vocals there. Um, nice. Basically, um, what happens at, on this game is it's a traffic-based game. Very simple traffic-based mm-hmm. game, like all of your favorite traffic-based games you, mm-hmm. probably, you probably play once a week or so. Um, what's going to happen is I'm going to give you a topic to speak on. You're, it's it's going to be your chance to speak. Um, once I've given you a green light, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'll give you the topic, you'll wait until the green light, then you'll begin speaking mm-hmm. on this topic. Once you have said something that I've deemed offensive, uh, rude to some group of listeners that might be listening and getting agitated by your offensive speech, I will give you the red light. At which point you'll need to stop. I'm going to talk to those listeners, get them to cool off, try to see you in a better light, and then I'm going to give you the yellow light which point you can slowly cross through the intersection wrapping up your views on this topic mm-hmm. until i say hey so the there ain't to... no more lights and then we'll be done so the idea is to try and offend the uh, well no it's not to try to offend them it's just that i know that you will offend someone okay you know what i mean all right like it's just how that. things are these days yeah if you if you come out having any viewpoint you will offend whoever has the opposite okay viewpoint. you know what i mean i'll, I'll do my best to offend Okay, well, not, you don't need to try. It'd just be you. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yep. The topic that you're going to be speaking on is, are museums boring or not boring? Um, and please do wait till you've gotten the green light. Oh. Green light. Super boring. Uh, like a pile of truck nuts in the corner. Like, you know, and that's the main, main exhibit for the whole museum. And then like a little dirty paper towel with more shark juice on it. And that's the second room. And you go into another one and there's like a, an old license plate somebody found in the South. So it's like, has some deep you know, mm-hmm. deeper meaning because it's from down there. Mm-hmm. And then, um, okay. Red light. So I know what you're describing as a real museum, uh, real place that you can go to here in Los Angeles. But I know that it also sounds exactly like a lot of people's houses. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of my listeners have this same, these same features in their house, mm-hmm. pile of truck nuts, Paper towel crumpled up with shark juice on it in the corner by the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and they're going oh, yeah. like, and they're going like, there. and so, and like, the thing right is, not everyone knows about the LA museums, so they don't know that you actually pay thirty five dollars to get into the museum you're talking about. Yeah. So there's people that are offended on two counts right now. They're going, first of all, you're describing my house, mm-hmm. and it's making me real angry, blood red, mm-hmm. mad, and then they're also going, wait, it's an actual museum that costs thirty five dollars. I don't even have 35 cents. Right. So they're thinking, this rich guy is talking to me about my shitty house. 
you know, and they're getting pissed. Yeah. Do you feel that? I do. Do you th- so basically, guys, I need you to listen right now. If you're getting offended by that, you have to know that Kyle wasn't trying to attack you for your house. Yeah. He, that's not the kind of guy he is. It's okay if it's in your house. Yeah, it's just we're we're just talking about. I don't want to pay pay to see it. I mean, I see stuff. This like I'm looking over there. Right. He's got even weirder. What is that? Yeah. Oh. That's just a jar of shard juice. Oh yeah. You need it on hand. Oof. Or in hand. Can you seal that up a little bit? I can't. Uh, the seal is broken for a long time. Oh. And now the audience is actually getting mad that you're trying to get me to fix my stuff. You know. It's like, they're like, he's a guest. Shouldn't he just be relaxing and not trying to fix all the things in Ryan's <laughs> studio? <laughs> but just, you know, just, just trust me, listeners. Kyle's inquisitive. You know, he's a curious man. He's looking around. He's seeing the stuff. He's just analyzing. He's not trying to make you feel bad about your truck nuts. I like the Van Gogh Museum. Does that help? It might. I don't know what the entrance fee is there, but I might have pissed off another group of people just from finances alone. Mm. You know what I mean? Things are tight today. Yeah. Anyway, Sorry. I think the listeners are starting to cool off because they're like, okay, I get he said some really offensive things, made me ticked off, but maybe they he were didn't the people who created that exhibit that I said that about. That's true. They could be, they could be like specifically hurt by that. Actually, you know what happened to me once was well, I, you are at a red light right now. Dang it! You know. I've given you quite a quite quite a lengthy piece of rope, you know, to to you know, but on this issue, but you are at a red light, you know, so you do just have to idle there, let the listeners kind of breathe for a moment. And now I would like you to finish up your thoughts though on this topic, yellow light. One time I saw an exhibit, and it was like how I described, and um. I made some comment about it. Okay. I posted a picture on Instagram. Yeah. I felt horrible because somebody tagged the actual artist. Oh. But it was like smeared brown stuff. And it looked like poop. Yeah. Yeah. And I just made What did some, you say? I had some kind of pun or just something yeah. I thought was And then they silly. The artist. Yeah. I wasn't totally ripping on it, but it was like somebody friends with the artist and was like, and they tagged them. I was like, why would you, why tag, would you them? tag them? Yeah. They wanted to hurt them. I don't know. Was, he's like, but yeah. What I did the artist I, say? Did he message you? I immediately. Took it down. Yeah. Immediately. Once they, I was like, hope they didn't see that by the time. Like once I saw no, that, they you saw them. that they tagged it. Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh. learned my lesson there. Yeah. Well, you're not supposed to take pictures of art anyway. Oh Yeah. Boring. Hey, there ain't no more lights. <laughs> well, that's been that game. Did you enjoy that? Mm-hmm. It's nice to get those kind of things. It's hard to be offensive. I know that you said I was that wasn't the point, but I was trying to because I do like museums. I just yeah, was trying to. Oh, you're trying to ruffle feathers. I was trying. Yeah. See, that's why it's hard because if you try, it's often harder. But you you landed on some stuff that was pretty offensive, but. But, like, if you would have just said your real viewpoints, the people that were, like, not enjoying museums would have been mad mm-hmm. at you for enjoying them so much. Cis museums. Yeah. There's a lot of different types. Um, there's a new game now that we're going to play. <laughs> uh, new new to you, not new to the show. 
It's actually a show favorite. Um, this is something called Get Your Dang Butt Out of My Face. When you get involved by the human race, what you gonna say? Get your dang butt out of my face! Alright, so this is another really great game. Um, you know, Comment Corner is very positive. You know, it's a very, it's a very positive feeling time. Get your dang butt out of my face. People go, oh, that's a negative, but it's not negative. It, it's a chance. It's an airing of grievances game. It gives us a chance to air some grievances and get some stuff off our chest. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, sometimes the way to stay positive is by getting stuff off your chest, mm-hmm. right? So we're going to talk about something. Each of us are going to talk about something that has been bothering us, and we're going to tell it to figuratively get his dang butt out of our face. Okay. Yeah. Ready to do that? You want to mm-hmm. go first, or should I go first? Man, you have something that's supposed to be irking your chain. I'm trying to think of something. It can be recent. big picture. It can be really small. It can be you know as long as it's oh. true to you. I don't care at all. You know what's been bothering me. Something that's been. Oh. No. no. That was. Now, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. Um. Mine happened the other day. This has been ha- this happens all the time, but it happened three times at Ralph's the other day when I was there. Lori and I were shopping for some groceries, and I rounded a corner in different parts of the store, and and somebody else would be rounding the corner in the same, you know, in the opposite direction, so we'd run into each other, you know, or not not physically, but almost run into each other. And every time that would happen, we're both rounding the corner. You c- neither of us know that anybody's coming, so it's it's neither of our fault. But I always say, excuse me. And three times that day, in a row, the other person just looked at me and kept walking. Same person? No, different, pe- different people. Three oh. different people. And it made me very mad because when you don't say anything back, it, it, the assumption is it is your fault. You know? Like, it was what my was, fault. How did you say, excuse me? I went, oh, excuse me. Like, a nice little, oh, Okay. Me. Oh, that's nice. I didn't say, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just said, like, oh, excuse me, sorry. You know, and I expected them to go like, "Oh no, you know, pardon me" or whatever. Like, you know, kind of like a little mini. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're both. What was in there? What was the kind of food that they had in there? Because that could be one lady of... had empty cart. Okay. Well, which is kind of like, hey, I have soul. break. I have eggs in my cart right now. You bump into me with your empty cart. Guess what's happening to my eggs? Mm-hmm. Potentially break. Uh oh, clean up in aisle five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the understatement of the year. So. That's the kind of people we're dealing with. And, and hers is lighter work. and easier to re- to maneuver. Yeah, it's like it's like, dude, I got eggs in here. Yeah, <laughs> one of the heaviest. She could have done a uh, borderline slide, a side slide, or at just very least, just say, "Oh, excuse me." To just also say, "Excuse me." Neither of us. It's neither of our faults, but it's but it is both of our faults mm-hmm. at the same time. So just say, "Excuse me," and keep moving. But I don't like getting stared at by people, and then like and like one guy even went like. Like, was mad. Was like... <laughs> oh, man. What did he have in his... I think he had a basket. A basket? Yeah, he was carrying a basket. And he had... Uh, well, there you go. I didn't look at it very hard, but it looked like boxes. Probably cereal boxes. Ugh. Maybe a couple cans. kind of people. Yeah. So, there you go. Anybody that rounds a corner at the same time as somebody else, and they say excuse me, and you don't say excuse me... That guy's hey. been cutting corners his whole life. Oh, yeah. He's you not going to make a real breakfast. He's just going to have cereal... Cereal every day of his life. Every day of his life, no matter what, even on a holiday. <laughs> Asshole. What's so, the basket all about? So that's what I'm saying. So that's anybody that's like that. Get your dang butt out of my face. Yeah. 
So that's mine. Okay. Um, man. See, I have these these things that happen all the time, but I kind of just think about it and then it goes away. And then what? Who's button my face? Yeah. Button my face. Who's got their butt in my face? Man. I, I know uh, one thing that happens. This is very... This is... Uh, you ever click on... On your Mac? This is very specific. You click on this button to search something. And it switches to your... Like your drive. Uh-huh. There's this one feature on a Mac that they still haven't figured out. Okay. Where you search it and then it goes away. I'm talking about when you're trying to find something. You're like trying on, to find something like on your computer and on general. your computer and it goes to your drive. and you click on like your overall thingy. Right, right, right. And you type it in the field and then it switches. Oh yeah, right, right. Switches to another to thing. Other thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm having trouble with this aspect right now on my computer. I'm not joking. Literally every person on the planet this. It's like, no, I just clicked on that thing, and that's where I want to look for it. And it'll be like, and then it switches. It'll be search, it's like searching H drive or some weird, some weird thing that's like, What's not the even, deal with it's that? like, or switching like, or searching like an application or something like that. Like, yeah. you have no, yeah, it just goes. It's like, get it. your butt out of my face. Yeah. It is like that. That's the only thing I could think of in that's my really life good. that, uh, that. Technology, sometimes, you know, is the greatest tool. And sometimes, very frustrating. I think a lot of people can relate to that with you right now. Well, that's been, get your dang butt out of my face. (laughs) Sorry, I don't have any bigger... It's big. That's what I said from the beginning. It can be small, big picture, as long as it's true to you. That's all I wanted it to be. And it had no goals, you know? Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to get, you know, political or, Mm -hmm. you know, about the the atmosphere or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you know? Global warming it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're coming to the end of the show, <laughs> and there, there's one final question that I ask everybody before we do like plugs and all this stuff. One final question that everybody gets. The name of the show is Ryan is super strong, uh, and keep in mind there are so many types of strength, whether it be mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, whatever. All you know, anything that ends in "ool." Um. The question that I ask all my guests at the end is just simply, "Hey, Kyle, are you super strong?" Super strong? Yeah. Uh, I think I've been through en- enough to be considered strong person. Yeah. Made it through th- some things. I like that. Yeah. Well, so then my next question is simply, uh, it's just, you know, if people are relating to you, they like you, they like your music, they like your story, your attitude, that kind of stuff, and they're, and they're wondering, I wonder how I can get super strong like a Kyle Crane, you know? So do you have any advice that you could give to the listeners that could serve as kind of a mantra for the week until next week when a new guest comes and gives some advice of their own? You just got to do it and whatever you want to do, you just got to be like, well, I guess I'll go to like walk around to like 200 restaurants until somebody, you know, hires my trio yeah. to play in the corner. Yeah. And have like 199 of them be like, no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, 
we're cool, bro. We're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Ja- uh, sorry, what? No, 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 no. No, we don't need any of that here. No, we're... F- and have that happen like 199 times. Yeah, to get one gig that pays... Yeah. A, a little bit of money. Negative $5. <laughs> After parking and food. Yeah. After parking and... Yeah. And You've then, done your fair share of this experience. Yeah, and it's like... I mean, it's different for everybody, but... You know. If it's different for everybody, you know, then you're not doing it right. You gotta... You know, or you're not... <laughs> you gotta get I mean, treated like, people, a, like you know, a less than human by a bunch of hostesses at restaurants. Yeah, that's... <laughs> This is, you know, there's varying um, versions of that. I yeah, doubt, of I doubt Red Hot Chili Peppers played in a restaurant, but I'm sure they paid their dues just playing like a bunch of grimy parties and stuff <laughs> like that. I don't know why I thought of Flea. Maybe yeah. the sock reference earlier. That's true. Yeah. Well, I I think it's I think you're totally right. I think doing it and, and uh, you've touched on an issue that I talk about with students and like uh, and and when I'm giving master classes and stuff like that a lot of just like putting that time in. I just had a private student here a couple of days ago, and we were talking about because he lives in Indiana, and we were talking about going to every restaurant and trying to make because I was asking how many you know how much how much gigging have you set up for yourself and for your, like mm-hmm. how much are you contributing to the scene. And like producing work for your musician friends that are getting, yeah. getting you gigs and stuff, and and we we're doing all that conversation, and he was just like, well, I haven't really set up anything. I just do like a trio gig once a month with this bass player, and so you know, and yeah. so I was just like, well, yeah, you gotta, you gotta start knocking on restaurant doors, you know. Yeah, I mean, I figured Try to out. Make work. I figured out at one point that basically, if I want to have anything happen, I have to do it myself. But basically, that's how my record came about. Exactly, you know, that's like, what I was thinking. Oh, yeah. Nobody's you know, busting down my door to have me play or whatever. So right. I just kind of, and things came from, from doing the record, you know, and yeah, of course working with people. So, but it, it was, I had to take that initial step to, you know, I'm going to write this song. I'm going to reach out to this person, you know? And right. So, and then doing your thing, makes you stronger because there's a there's a lot of hurdles along the way yeah you and know. you do like the the every time you accomplish a little goal it makes you feel more confident and better about what you're doing yeah like it makes it gives you that belief system yeah you can do it totally i like that man i like that a lot um we are gonna do plugs now uh and give and give you a chance to plug all kinds of stuff shows and social media and all that stuff but i think before we do that we should do one more track okay um you wanted to play the, the track uh grizzly creek yeah um, you want to talk about that tune a little bit before we move on to it? Yeah, so this um, this is me, M. Ward, and then uh, I took some violin uh, samples from Zach Brock, who's he plays a snarky puppy. Okay. And um, I played everything except for the doodly guitars is, is M. Ward. Okay. And um, yeah, it's just kind of supposed to be the soundtrack to grizzly creek which i went to when i was a kid up in humboldt that's awesome so um, is it the one with the truck in it no um that's behind your house oh that's uh you mean from the album artwork the one with the truck 
Right. Well, I was wondering because you talked about the goalie with the truck and you couldn't pass. Uh, different spot. Yeah. Yeah, Grizzly Creek. I think that was like further east or something. Okay. But um, I, w- I was kind of exploring and I found an arrowhead and we took it to the, uh, what do you call the guy that runs the place? Like a park ranger or whatever? Oh, yeah. Uh, like the, yeah, I guess that's yeah, yeah, the, just a park. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what the head guy would be called. Yeah, there's the a little ranger. office there, and I was like, "Is this like a legit arrowhead?" And he's like, "Yeah, that's the stone they use this certain kind of yeah, like sand. It was like, like this like, red yeah color. So I actually found an arrowhead, and uh, cool. it's pretty magical when you're in like fourth grade. Yeah, that's the best thing ever. And, yeah, yeah. So, um, I kind of this song is kind of like a like at the end, I'm singing First Robin of Spring, uh, What Do You See? So just picturing kind of like a uh, a Robin's viewpoint just soaring around Grizzly Creek. Yeah. So it's kind of a soundtrack to that. Like I kind of imagined a, um, either an animated or, or a real Robin just kind of swooping around. and Looking at the creek and that would be yeah. the music that goes along with it. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's the awesome, idea man. behind this one. That's beautiful. All right, well, here's uh, Grizzly Creek.
Yeah, man. Thank you so much again for coming, doing the oh, show. Thanks for having me. Sharing all this badass music. I hope that Thank people you. hit iTunes and uh, and buy the album. No, I mean, streaming is great, you know, but buy it, you know? Yeah. Or Bandcamp. Put some ducats in your If you, you know, want to go wallet, old school, eat, HTML style Bandcamp. Oh, yeah. I do like that. So speaking of ways to buy your album, this is the plugs. T- it's time to do plugs. plugs. You know? So where can people go to support you? Or can they follow you on social media? Do you have shows coming up in you know late August or or uh, September that people could know about that you know about right now as we're recording in July? Um, um, you know, all kinds of stuff: websites, albums, anything. You could get it the album pretty much anywhere digitally. Um, I have vinyl that I made. It's not in stores yet, so people can just. I've been mailing them out to people They're if they just, hit you up through social media yeah or do like you have instagram yeah um what's your instagram handle it's crane like the bird music yeah. and uh i had crane like the bird but then i lost my password so it's just like so not just like a, it's got a, one a zombie profile yeah it's just point. like um and uh let's see i'm not i'm not doing any shows right now for this um i'm working on the second record um, but I'm toying with Rye. Yeah. If any, that's next month. Uh, we're opening for Feist. West oh, Coast awesome, run. man. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. That's rad. Well, thank you again for being on the show. I hope people check you out. Um, I love the album. I, I, I when we talked, like I, I saw that. I, I didn't see, like, I knew that you'd been working on this album for a long time because you post up, like, working on this thing or, you know, mm-hmm. like, you'd be, like, tracking something or with somebody. So I knew that you were working on an album for a long time. And then somehow I missed, like, the release of it. But then I saw the vinyl release and I was like, oh, the album's out. And then I, when I went on iTunes, it was like, it had been out, like, for a while. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, damn it. I didn't, like, somewhere along the line, I just missed, like, the actual release yeah. of that coming out. So I, so I just bought that right away and I love it. So, Thank you. And I, I love having my friends on here to hype them. You know, because, uh, you know, just giving more ears to cool projects and stuff is why I do this show in general. Thank you. And so speaking of which, I always plug Chad Coleman, who did the art for this show. Uh, Chris Hackman. Do you know Chris Hackman? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Yeah, so he did the intro and outro music for this show and nice. helped me with the bumper cues that you were talking about. Um, the Instagram, back when we, back before I was doing my own producing and stuff, he was the guy that was helping me out do all the crazy stuff. Um, cool. Instagram is Ryan is Super Strong. The Twitter is at Super Strong Ryan. And if you like this show, which I hope you do, and if you've made it this far, you must, or else, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing to you? <laughs> uh, but please, if you do like this show, please go to Apple Podcasts uh, and give us a five-star rating and leave a nice review. You know, it helps the show grow, and as the show grows and the algorithms, all it does is get more ears on people like Kyle Crane here. Crane like the bird. You know what I'm saying? So I love doing that. Uh, thank you again for coming. The last thing that I do on every show is I talk to one listener, a group of listeners, and I try to get them to up their game in some way. And this week is no different, and I'll start that right now. Um, It's summertime, you know, and as, and as summer is hot, we talked about popsicles cooling you off and all that stuff, I want to talk to the group of kids that are playing video games all day. You know, hey, we like video games. You know, uh, Kyle, did you like video games when you were young? I like two games. Which ones? GoldenEye and... Uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, those are my two favorites too. I'm yeah. not lying. I'm not lying to become better friends. We just are better friends now. <laughs> so I liked those games when I was young, but I still played outside. You know, I horsed around, made friends. And if you're inside all day listening to this podcast while you play games, probably not GoldenEye and Mario Kart anymore, probably other games. 
maybe more violent games? I'm mm. not sure. Hey, put the controller down. Put it down. Go have some fun. <laughs> go start voice rapping. Uh, go have some fun oh. outside. It's gonna make you stronger, right? You'll make you'll you'll make better friends. You'll horse around. You'll go past the truck. You might find some heroin needles in an accident, but just Say keep no walking. To Don't stop drop and roll on this. Say no to Fortnite. If you do these things and you be- get outside and become stronger like that, maybe. Well, and then also, obviously, listen to advice from like people like Kyle Crane here or past guests Don't that I've had. Don't waste your life. If you do that. Maybe one day, just maybe, you could be super strong too. Just Don't waste your like life. Riot. Don't waste your life on Fortnite.